0: Big Ten Backers Podcast. This is your podcast for Big Ten football or anything college football related. From Jim Harbaugh's shirtless escapades to Brett Bielema's hog-sized waistline with Ryan Day's beard dye and anything else in between, Big Ten Backers has the headlines from around the college football
1: landscape. Oh, hey there, Big Ten Backers. This is your host, AJ, with Buckeye Steve. We just call him Dop Beef.
0: Grab a beer we'll
1: put college football in your ear let's rock and roll I got mine B let's get those big ass dump trucks out let's pull out the backers big one we had number eight Washington they dodged the ducks pulling out a victory against number five Oregon 36 to 33 B this game did not disappoint at all we had seven lead changes fourth down stops two point conversions in this epic battle between playoff contenders and Heisman Trophy candidate. I had this game predicted as a 38-35 win for Washington. They got the dub 36-33, like I said. Pretty close prediction there. Oregon, in lots of ways, outplayed the Husks, just not on that scoreboard where it counts. The Ducks had 541 total yards to the Huskies' 415. Oregon was more efficient through the air and on the ground, and even had a higher third-down efficiency rate. But Dan Lanning had some questionable coaching calls that potentially cost the Ducks the game. This is out of the norm for him. He does this from time to time. And sideline coaching hasn't been working out. How many times does Dan have to take this lesson and swallow that pill and take the blame at the end of the game like he did in this one?
0: I got some more on that, brother. If you want to hear it now, I can get down on Dan.
1: Go ahead. Get down. Man, it
0: is easy to be a Monday morning critic. But man, there's so many things wrong with Dan Lanning's play calling. That man better not start doing any drugs or start gambling or something because he's got an addictive personality, man. I'm telling you. I'm getting shades of like Rex Kern for you older Buckeye fans. He's a gambling drug addict, much like Dan Lanning is with taking a chance on winning the game, going for two-point conversions. He got that. He did well. But man, sometimes you got to give up while you're ahead. (coughs) I mean, this is okay for a lesser opponent, but not for the big dicks. You got to ease in that aggressive play calling. Ease it in gently, man. He's like that junkie. Got one big first hand on that black jacket, won it big, and now he's taking out a second mortgage just to try his luck after draining his bank account. Kick the fucking field goal, man. You get within one at the half, and then at the end of the game, it's going into overtime, baby. I hope he's learning from this. He didn't want to give up a scoring opportunity, so he went for it, but in going for it, he actually gave up a scoring opportunity. And I get that against a hero like the Phoenix. But man, sometimes you just got to get out with a getting's good. Three strikes, three oh, strikes I and agree. you're out. He went for it on fourth down three times. Send his team home packing. Get at
1: me, AJ. Oh, I agree, Beef. That fourth down, when he went for it and gave Phoenix the short field to take the lead. That's the biggest one to me. Field goals or whatever. Trying to get in the end zone. I understand touchdowns over field goals. But man, sometimes you gotta put your defense in a position to win the game too and not be so aggressive on offense. He should have hunted that ball away and made Phoenix drive all the way down the field. He didn't. It is what it is. Hopefully lessons are learned. Just like Kenny Rogers said.
2: If you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play to You gotta know, know when
1: to hold up. Come on, Dan. None of that matters now. Washington and the Phoenix win it. He probably punched his ticket to New York. Beef, Rome Dunze was absolutely amazing. And he owned that duck secondary. Break that down for me.
0: Man, yeah, the offensive numbers were still high for Washington. And after a game like that, a game of this magnitude, you'd expect them to fall a little bit, right? You know, once you get stiffer competition, you'd expect that high-flying offense to have a little bit of struggles. And, you know, maybe you could argue that they did, but Phoenix still had 302 yards and four touchdowns. He had that one blemish of an interception with the wide receiver trip. So that's on the wide receiver, man. Bo Nix still held his own, too, man. I mean, this was a Heisman game. This was the game for Heisman so far this year. Bo Nix, 337 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Those boys lived up to the hype. There was a time for the rest of the team, though. I mean, the rest of this Washington team showed up that I didn't think they had the capabilities of showing up. But when it mattered the most, they showed up. Washington's defense, they still gave up 541 yards. But like I said, when it counted, 0-3 on fourth down for the Ducks. And that running game even showed up a little. 99 yards, more than I thought they would have. And 100 of those rushing yards came from Dylan Johnson. I know you're thinking 99 yards of total rushing. Dylan Johnson had 100. Well, you factor in sacks and you lose some yardage there. He had a season high, 100 yards, getting this team into positive positions to start drives often, putting themselves in front of the chains. I mean, he kept the defense honest so that you could really open up those passes to Rome. I mean, he started off the game with a 17-yard run, man. Dylan Johnson, I think that he was underrated in this game. What he did to that defense, those cornerbacks playing against the island had to creep up a little bit and know that they might need some run support, those safeties crept up a little bit, you know, more than they normally would. And Romaduzzi went off, man. 128 yards and two tutties, buddy. He's up there for the Blitnikoff, right? He's going to be pushing Marv.
1: I don't think he's pushing Marv. I think he's ahead of Marv, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Those two are kind of neck and neck. We're going to have to get in on the stats on that in a bit, boy.
1: Yeah, maybe we will down the road. Man, this feels like one of the two meetings These two teams are going to have. And the reason I say that is we're going to talk about this next game. And boy, it did not go well for another Pac-12 team. Number 21, Notre Dame. Bust the number 10 Trojans, 48-20. to Beef, I have to give you the love. You called the Notre Dame upset. And maybe it's not an upset because they were favored in Vegas, but not in the fans' eyes. But I know you didn't call it quite like this. That was an epic beat down. We are in attendance for this game to cover this future Big Ten team. USC's defense actually played a decent game, holding the Irish to 6.3 per pass and 4.3 on the ground. But those five turnovers by the Trojans made them boys play zesty, per an Irish fan we interviewed on the field after some nobody.
0: I don't know. Jump into that. You got to tell me about this interview that you did, man. This sounds interesting.
1: We were there. The fans took the field. Of course, we had to take the field. We found the kid that got into Kayla Williams' face, asked him about what his nails looks like now. Either way, it doesn't matter. Check out the interview. It's on our social medias at Big Ten Backers. You can find it anywhere. Great interview. You need to check it out now.
0: Dude, I I think you should just play it for our listeners,
1: man. Mic that shit up. We'll play it for our listeners. Give them a taste. Yes, sir. Let's dial it in right now. Give
0: them a taste, man. It was awesome.
2: Big Ten Backers podcast here. Iris just won the game, took down the Trojans. They busted them, son. This guy stormed the field and he's excited. Hey, I walked up to Caleb Williams. I said, let me see the males now, boy." <laughs> You saw what he wrote on his L, nails last year, right? Oh, yeah. He said, F-U-C-K-N-D. I don't take that kindly. I take that to my heart. So you know what I did? I had to be the first one that rushed the field. I looked at his ass and said, let me see them nails now. Joe <laughs> Zestia. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> I got him. Any other questions? <laughs> hey, how, how big was this win, man? Physical, how big? Physical domination, man. Send that ass back to the Pac-12. They want to join the Big Ten? Oh, my God. Hey, you ever seen the cold weather, brother? This is, about, this is what it's about, man. I'm a California kid, but I came to the Midwest. It's all about grit, baby. It's all about grit. And USC has none of that. Zesty Caleb, man. Shit. (laughs) He's saying they ain't ready for the Big Ten. Hey, they're not ready because they don't have grit. Hey, Lincoln Riley, get yourself a defense, brother. Because if you don't have that, then you'll never win a chip, brother. This college football right here, Notre Dame, pound the ground, baby. We're going to punch your ass in the throat. And you better respond, baby. You better respond. And tonight, you did not. I will say, though, even though I told him, Caleb Williams, if you see this, you're the best player in college football. <laughs> it's, true. it's true, it's true, it's true. I don't like what you owe on your nails. I kind of lost a little respect for you. Not tonight. tonight. you are the best player in college football. I've, I've been saying that all week, all night. But if you say F you to my school, I got to get your back. Come on, baby. So, hey, go Irish. Whatever this is, go down. <laughs> we back to California, apparently. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Oh, hey, Northern Cal is better than Southern Cal anyway. So, y'all, y'all have a good
1: night. Come on. That's fucking viral. But beef, it's seen the Trojans had a game plan for rain and try to get that running game going, but it didn't work like a $2 hooker didn't have much to give.
0: First of all, where are these said $2 hookers? You know, I'm asking for a friend. Now, this was not the best way for us to go out and welcome USC into the conference, man. Not after a loss to their rivals like that. But hey, we tried. The rest is on that O-line, man. I don't know how many hurries they gave up to that Notre Dame D. But I do know that they sacked him six times and forced three interceptions, the most he's ever had in a game. But this was all in the first half. That D brought it, man. I don't know if that was Freeman's doing or their defensive coordinator, but damn, that D was on fire. They were chasing him left and right. Six sacks, dude, against the Heisman winner last year. Man, that Notre Dame D, I was impressed. After two losses in a brutal stretch that they had like that, they pulled it together for that big win. And that says a lot about that Notre Dame program. A lot. To pull it together like that, they could have packed it in like a Colombian drug smuggler, man. Just trying to get through and pulled that out of their ass cheeks and sold it later. I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed with Notre Dame. We got to rate that. They got to be rated higher now. I mean, they got to get credit for playing that schedule. No one else has gone through that gauntlet. No
1: one. Yeah, B. They totally redeem themselves
2: you know Lloyd just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself
1: (laughs) beef number nine North Carolina comes the waters of the hurricane winning 41 to 31. Mac Brown choked a bitch again. Getting the Tar Heels their best record in over 25 years. Yeah,
0: it was less of a it was Mario. less of a hurricane and more of a receding tide.
1: Oh, that it was. Mario could not turn his canes around getting two consecutive losses. 8.3 yards per pass and getting four turnovers. Put the heels on top of the canes. Mario is looking like Cotton from King of the Hill. Boy got no knees. And his team can't keep their balls neither. Mario got her wet once again, but also couldn't finish Hey, hey, out. Now
0: that Georgia Tech loss, that's really coming back to hurt the old stay off your knees crystal ball. I mean, he's like the opposite of boys to men, man. Can't go down on bended knee.
1: Apparently he took that uh, quote way too seriously. But Beef, talk to me about Drake May.
0: Yeah, North Carolina, they just, they started out with kind of lackluster performance by Drake May. I mean, he had four interceptions to start the year, but now he's looking good. Had interceptions against Minnesota, two of them, South Carolina, two of them, and now none for three games straight. Heisman contender, like some good makeup sex, he might be getting back in it. He's got almost 2,000 yards. If he can keep winning and keep those INTs down to a minimum, he'll be back, man. He'll be back in it.
1: I think these Tar Heels are for real. They're going to challenge Florida State, but Beav, we are the Big Ten backers. So let's go ahead and get back to those Big Ten games and that big on, big. Let's action. get it on. Big Ten roundup. We had our Midwest Cornfest game of the week. Iowa beat down the number 22 Badgers 15 to six. This high-polluting offense of the Badgers in Iowa put on an offensive clinic, scoring 21 total points. But Tanner Mordecai left the game with a broken arm. He will be missed. He will miss the rest of the season. It's a bad break. No pun intended for the Badgers. Uh, Man, I was starting to fall in love with Tanner Mordecai. The interview we had with him was great. Sit on the sideline. Watching to motivate his team. This one hurt, man. It hurt me. I know it hurts Wisconsin. Hurt my badgers. This one's disappointing. They're gonna have to find a way to move yeah, on.
0: AJ, man, it's different now. I feel bad for Mordecai too. He was such a cool dude when we when you interviewed him. It's just more personal now that we talk to some of these guys. And I mean, we actually talked to this guy. Now we know he's hurt, hurt for the season. He was just so upbeat and excited after their Purdue win. Yeah, I just hope he can spin this into a positive somehow. Man, I feel bad for him and his family. They were so excited about being in the Big Ten. And I know, I mean, you see all that light in his eyes where he was like, just, he was happy to be there. He was happy to be at Wisconsin. I just feel bad. I'm crushed for him, man.
1: Yeah, no doubt it hurts. We like to joke around on this podcast, but man, we hate to see players injured. We, I mean, we get to talk to these guys as families. We get to talk to these guys as parents. And man, it's just, it's devastating once you get to know the players. It's not just, you know, the QB for Wisconsin. It's someone that you actually talked to and, and got to know a little bit. So sad. Whiskey's going to have to figure out a way to move on. They didn't get it done in this game. Iowa ran the ball 48 times for 200 on the ground. Neither team catch a first down though. They must've got that vaccine because they weren't catching shit. Wisconsin hacked up two turnovers and their whiskey dicked performance Saturday. And no one was satisfied after that performance beef. Iowa is in the driver's seat to take that big 10 West crown.
2: Wow,
0: Iowa. Just wow. This is like a theme for them. They keep finding a way to win. We keep blasting that offense, but you keep winning. You make us look like dumb fucks. Just what the hell, man? I just don't understand it. I mean, I did say a few times in the last couple of weeks that when they got Johnson back, it was going to make a difference in the running game, but that's not who did it. It was LaShawn Williams. He had 174 yards, one touchdown for that junior. Man, that junior out of Chicago, lighten it up. And we got to talk about that. I mean, I think Iowa is the front runner. I mean, they are, they are the front runner in the Big Ten West. And who's going to knock them off?
1: Nobody, but they're the crowns of the West. Pretty easy crown to hold. Yeah, we got to talk about Iowa, though. I mean, they pretty much have it wrapped up, right? They got a big-time lead in the Big West, and I mean, they're going to represent. I don't see anybody standing in their way after they took down Wisconsin.
0: Up with the an offense like that. It's just mind-boggling, man. I, I mean, how, how are they going to fare against the Big Ten East, honestly? With the rest of their schedule, I mean, it's just so hard with Iowa. Like, you never know what they're going to bring to the table. Minnesota, they, they're not going to beat them right. Northwestern, Brock they're no. not going to beat them, right? Fuck no. Rutgers, Rutgers Brock has no. a chance, and then hell, I don't. They're now ones. I don't know about Illinois. Maybe they have a chance, and then ending the year in Nebraska. That's always a possibility, I guess, too. Just crazy, man. I don't. I don't know what to expect.
1: Me neither, beef. But. They look like they're in the driver's seat. Let's get on to some of that other big on big action. Number two, Michigan throttles. Indiana, 52-7. Michigan couldn't get on that throttle in the first quarter. But when they did, boy, it got ugly. Ugly as your aunt who smokes all them Marlboro cigarettes. Just ugly. Indiana played to stop the run game of Michigan, only allowing 3.9 per carry. But JJ, they're dual-threaded, man. And he went 11.1 per pass and ruined that idea of Indiana. No surprise here, though. As we have said, Wolverines wouldn't be tested until November. B, we were in attendance. Got some great footage, some great interviews. My favorite thing that I got to see was the Michigan veteran of the game organization who was honoring a Battle of the Bulge vet, John Golden, 100 years old. Loved to see it.
0: Dude, yeah, that was awesome. And you held the fort down for a while getting some of those interviews, like that one in particular or you're waiting for me to arrive. Clutch interviews, man. I'm just amazed at really how much more I appreciated the atmosphere being in the big house after being more into college football as a whole and more into Big Ten as a whole. Maybe it's just that I'm older, or maybe it's that I don't hate anything college football anymore, even if it's up north. Michigan is a complete team all around. But even their fans don't want to discuss like, Ohio State, they want to discuss a natty. I mean, that's what's on their mind. That's obviously what is on Michigan's mind as a team, too. They have that Georgia segment of their practice, every practice. Is this like a pride cometh before the fall moment? Or are they just that good? What do you think, AJ?
1: If there's a year to do it, it's this year. There's so much parity. I mean, Georgia's not looking like the dogs they used to be. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm not saying they're not talented. They're obviously going to be a major player. But Michigan has all the opportunity in the world to do it.
0: I don't think we're going to know until November. We know they're a good team. They're a damn good team. Number one in points per game allowed on their defense. And JJ just doesn't throw in completions. But we got to see them matching up against the talent. Now it looks like Maryland won't even be a game. They're giving up points to Illinois, Illinois, Illinois. Illinois' I don't know. I I can't wait till the end of the season, though. It's going to be damn good. And hopefully we're going to be there at Penn State to watch Michigan and at Michigan in the big house watching Ohio State. But the fans at Michigan, they were super awesome, too. Even when they realized I was a Buckeye, man, they were still pretty damn cool to us. It was fun to be up there in the big house.
1: Let's get into their rival. Let's talk about number three, Ohio State, Given that beatdown to Purdue, 41-7. to Ohio State showed off a new red zone offense, putting Devin Brown into that offense to show off a bush push in the running game in the red zone. Ohio State was great on third down on both sides of the ball. And what 8 for 13 on the O and holding Purdue 3 of 17 on the D. Cause for concern, though, Ohio State did drop their balls, and not in a good way, losing two fumbles due to the O-line giving up sacks. But beef, these nuts did make Purdue purr.
0: Yeah, I still haven't seen the full game thanks to fucking Peacock. McCord looked good from what I saw, and I did love those short yardage Urban Meyer quarterback runs. I mean, that opened up things a little. I don't know if Ryan Day was like, Yo, uh, Urban, what do I got to do? And Urban's like, run the fucking quarterback. Put the guy in that could run the ball. Do the Tim Tebow thing. Do the JT Barrett thing. I think I think that's probably a little bit of what happened in that conversation. But Marv is the man, man. And Purdue, they suck again.
1: Yeah, speaking of Purdue and Ryan Walters being the head coach there, let's talk about his former team where he was a defensive coordinator. They got a big win. Illinois upset Maryland 27-24. The Turk could not get over the herp they got in Columbus and collapsed at home to the weight of Burt and his bellies. How did this happen? Well, I don't know. They had similar stats all over the field. Both had a turnover. Pretty much the same time of possession. They just got beat. They didn't beat themselves. They got beat. Illinois gets their first win in conference play this year, while Maryland dumps two conference losses in a row. Speaking of dumps, boy, Mike Locksley let down a big one in that toilet. It's a damn shame.
0: Man, Illinois. Marilyn does football and crab cakes. Well, they stopped doing football this weekend. This kind of reminds me of that video Cake Farts. You ever seen that video? I'm not even sure why, really. Maybe it's just the high hopes for Marilyn looking all sexy, bringing out a chocolate cake as a half naked woman. But then it ends all methane from there. Got my hopes all up and then destroyed them, but still intriguing nonetheless. Brett Billima. I think this came down to a sumo contest in the beginning of the game. And we all know Brett's going to win that. So that was the determining factor here. And then Maryland just gave up after that. They lost all hope. Their coach got belly slammed and it was over. I'm speechless, really. I'm speechless that Illinois could beat Maryland. I was all hyping up Maryland all season long. They're good. They're good on offense. They're good on defense. They're a damn good team. They did what they always do. They lose one of those games to the big boys. And then they just go downhill from there
1: we were talking about this first few weeks ago you were asking why maryland wasn't ranked and i told you they always end up losing games that they shouldn't and there's no trust factor and that's why they can't find themselves ranked. here it is man
2: everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it i don't give two fucks but i am telling you right now that that motherfucker back there is not real
1: Michigan State couldn't hold off the Knights, losing 24-27. Frank Schiano gets his team to rally back after going down 18. They scored 21 unanswered points. Turnovers galore for both teams. Come on, Michigan State will look to its next game against its big brother for its first conference win since they couldn't hold on to that 18-point lead in Piscataway, and boy, when big brother comes to town, that shit ain't getting any easier. B, Rutgers, it's 5-2 and two at one game away from being bowl-eligible. Greg has got it going.
0: Yeah, they're going to smack around little brother until their mom says, time to leave your little brother alone. This was actually kind of a, a fun game to watch, but man, Michigan State is terrible. They found a way to lose that game. This is—I mean, I thought this was going to be like one of those burns when you pee game, but it was actually—it was a very entertaining. It's a good game, man. You got to give credit where credit is due. Rutgers, man, fucking Rutgers, five and two. Like you said, one game away from being bowl eligible. They're chopping wood out there, man. Piscataway is chopping like a motherfucker. They're almost there, man. Now they're the fourth best team in the Big Ten East. That's saying something, man. They're doing well. Good for them. They got some losses on the schedule coming up, though.
1: That they do, Beef. Now we know why Brett Billum only left us one cupcake this week. He had to eat them all to get ready for that sumo match against Mike Loxley. But let's get into that one cupcake. Penn State scares the masses of UMass and drum and drug their asses 63-0, to zero, which is not a surprise. The
0: Minutemen didn't last a minute. And so the rest of the teams this week, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Minnesota had a bye. Thank goodness I didn't have to watch Northwestern or Minnesota anymore. At least for one week. I got a break.
1: (laughs) All right, Beav. let's move on. Y'all know what time it is. It's time to break out that trimmer. You're
0: getting real with this every week now.
1: No, got to keep up. Let's trim it, buddy. Number 14, Oregon State trips up. Number 16, UCLA, 34 to 14. The turnovers ruined any chances for Chip and his boys to get it done on the road. The Beavers took those balls, scored often, getting 415 total yards in the process. DJ was efficient through the air, getting 10.8 yards per pass. B, freshman Dante Moore struggled on the road for the second time.
0: Well, AJ, that's what we got. The road team struggles in the pack done. Unless your name's Stanford. The rule held here, and I should have applied it to Washington too, man. That Chip Kelly- D, not looking so big now, AJ, huh? Oregon State, though, man, 3-1 and one in conference, while UCLA falls to 1-2, and two. maybe out of contention for the league altogether. But this is a cannibalizing league, man. So we can't count them out totally. It's just going to be a little while on the back burner. You got to keep winning those games. DJ Uyangalele. He had a day, like you said, 266 yards and two tutties. Give that man a helmet
1: sticker. Yes, sir. We had number 16, Tennessee. Send the Aggies with an L. Pack in the trunk. Balls win 20 to 13. Tennessee gets it done on the ground against this tough Aggies D. Going for 232 at 4.5 yards a pop. Speaking of pop. Grandpa looking ass. Jimbo Shrimp better start packing his shit for the nursing home because he is done. It's a damn shame. Vols are the second best team in the SEC West and they will look to push the tide next week. And Georgia down the road in the West. Beef, how far can the Vols team go?
0: I don't know. It's looking like more and more like AM just isn't that good. We all thought Bama was back after a win against AM. Then they struggle against Arkansas. I don't know, man maybe A&M just ain't that good. Tennessee, they're looking sneaky good. And Jimbo, man, what's he got with seafood, man? Last time he was in Florida State, Jameis Winston got caught stealing crab legs. Something about those two, man. I don't know. doesn't add up. But those A&M boosters, they're going to have them out of there quick. Sometimes you just got to wait, man. They overpaid. You got to wait for that sale. Wait till a good coach goes on sale. Don't just overpay for someone. Just because you Feel like you need it in the moment. Getting back to that Tennessee offense. That air raid of last year is no more. They're number six in the nation in rushing yards per game. 231.3 clip. But stiff competition's right around the corner at Bama. And they still got at number 20, Missouri. And don't forget, number one, Georgia. So I think this momentum's going to be short-lived. I see all three of those as losses for Tennessee. But we'll see when we get there.
1: That we will be. Number 11, Alabama gets a scare from the Razorbacks, but win it. Neither team really played well in this game, but no one really fucked it up either. Milroe and Prentice would be the difference in this one. Bama keeps surviving with its back against the wall, but will need to perform better than this or they won't get a callback to the playoffs. Beef, Bama did have 450 total yards and 18 first downs though.
0: A three-point win. This is Arkansas. Arkansas ain't a good team this year. Everyone was talking up the tide, and now they're still kind of keeping the tide up top. we got to take them down a peg or two with this Arkansas thing, because it's starting to be a little bit of a trend, up and down, up and down, up and down with the tide. They're going in like the tide comes in, going out like the tide goes out. Every team has a bad game every now and then. But Bama's had too many. And that A&M win, like I was talking about earlier, ain't looking so good now. With them losing, Miami losing. I don't know. What you think, man? You think A&M and Miami are bad and just make Bama look good?
1: I don't know, man. They're definitely up and down, like you said. They're still one of the most talented teams. With one loss, they're still hanging in there. It's going to be a rough road for them. But hell, man, when you keep winning, you keep winning. It doesn't matter how you do it.
0: Speaking of winning, how the hell did Stanford win? Tell me about this game, man.
1: Man, Stanford stuns Colorado in triple overtime, winning 46-43. to Boy, with all these receipts Dion has been keeping, well, he gotta give them out now. With that performance like that, boy. Stanford down 29-0 at the half, but storms back, scoring 36 points in the second half and only giving up seven. They add another 10 in overtime and claim victory on Thursday night. Dion wrote a lot of checks and kept those receipts, but Beef, his account is looking overdrawn in this embarrassing loss. Beef, go in on these prime buffs. Well, this was
0: not a prime day, so stop ordering these Buffaloes, man. Damn, they had it going with Travis Hunter coming back.
1: The juice was in the
0: building, but it got drained like a sperm donor's clinic. Glad to see him coming back from that lacerated liver, though, man. Glad he's healthy. Hope he stays that way. But how in the hell? This was Stanford's largest comeback in program history for those trees. Eric Amenor, he goes in for Stanford in the record books, too. The most receiving yards in program's history in one game with 294 yards receiving. Let's not forget about that hat trick he had, baby. Three touchdowns on top of it. Woo, buddy. That really is a helmet sticker.
1: Mm -mm -mm, Craziness. Craziness. put crazy.
0: that shit on his helmet right now give that man a stick
1: he deserves more than a sticker somebody get that guy a watch deal let's get into those aj and b fast quickies b hit me with them. let me get
0: this for you missouri at kentucky the wildcats and the tigers basically the same fucking animal right so they're just fighting to see who's gonna stay ranked and missouri pulls away becoming the tiger king Thirty-eight, twenty-one. Oh, wait. About speaking about Tiger King. Will the real Tiger King please stand up? Auburn gets boat-raced by number twenty-three LSU, forty-eight. 18. Let's get right into California, Utah. Utah wins 34-14, but reports coming out of Salt Lake City have their star quarterback Cam rising out for the season with that injury. He's been out all season so far, but I think they're calling it for the rest of the season too, man. Sucks for him. Sucks for Utah. Wish we could see him back, man. Next, 21 Kansas at Oklahoma State. Kansas, you know, man, my pick to win the Big 12 loses again. Hopes are gone now. 39. 32. Arizona at number 18, Washington State. You know what we say, man. The visitors do not win in the Pac-12. Well, this one broke the rule, baby. Zona wins it big. 44-6. to Next up, NC State at number 19, Duke. Duke's just staying alive, buddy. 24-3. to BYU at TCU. BYU loses big to the Christians of Texas, 44-11. to And Florida at South Carolina. They play a game of just a tip, barely edging the cocks, 41-39. Last up, Syracuse at number four, Florida State Seminoles. Seminoles cruise 41-3. to Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. Looking good, my
1: man. Yes, sir. B. Let's talk about those menstrual moments brought to you by the Big Ten Backers. This menstrual moment was made for you and me. Makes these 8 o'clock games dumbest
2: thing ever stupidest thing ever invented in life. Who wants to stay up to 8 o'clock? What are we supposed to do with the kids all day? Until 8 o'clock? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. What what, what we thought they were. Like it's bullshit. Bullshit. Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. As we sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we are in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Marcus was absolutely awful. That's about as PG rated as I can say it. I swear I thought one time that one of our players said Merry Christmas. It's unbelievable how our starting guards play. My wife can score more than 2 on 11 shot There was a sniper in the Jeep. Maybe SEAL Team 6 was out there. So I don't know what happened. Uh, th- playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Damn fool, I'm sick and tired of all this fool. Now put that in the editor that let it come out. You garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Cannot play with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot coach with it. Can't do it. Play to win the game. Play to win the game. Damn sick and tired of getting out rebounded. 25 offensive rebounds. First time we block out, we get called for a damn block out. We're pushing people. We, we don't block out very damn well, and we're not getting called one or the other. I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Looking in the mirror. I look good. I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. I'm doing TV and I got 18... God damn it. Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, everybody seems that that's the only... Everybody can we stick... Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not that much to ask. Is that when everybody has to move when I'm trying to concentrate? Jeez! I mean, that's so rude. I can't believe it. That that's... It's so goddamn... Why does everyone all of a sudden have to move? That had two fucking hours to move around. Wait 10 minutes. Jeez! I'm sorry to explode by that, but that's like no one's ever worked on TV here before. Jeez. Jesus, dunking under the kill. What the fuck do they think I'm doing? I, I really, I actually can't believe what I just saw. It's like no one here has worked on TV before. I and mean, there were seven people. I mean, Jesus, we need to use the studio for 15 fucking minutes. Just You know, Everybody, have to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, what he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world. It'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids. And we got a tough team make you think that i care about your opinion of me your opinion of me is not the opinion that i have of myself you ain't make me so you can't break me you didn't build me so you can't kill me Uh, uh, you know what god god established me so you ain't nothing you can do to me. I, I've been dealing with this foolishness since Pee Wee football, man. I've been him. I've been a difference maker, a game changer. I've been that guy. So what will change now that I'm coaching? Not a darn thing. I'm not even playing the game, and you got an opinion of me. I'm not even on the field, but I'm pretty sure I get every darn coach I'm playing against. We need you to throw the ball deep, no matter Just take a shot. I, I don't really understand what you're saying because we would never like I'm like my skin is curling when you say just drop back and chuck it deep no matter what like, like that is like I don't even know what you're I don't know what you're saying it's like you're speaking like from Just send a a post pattern, take the shot, throw it. No matter know, what, give your receiver a chance to make a play on a ball.
1: Uh, even if he might be covered thirty yards down the field, maybe you think he'll be open forty-five yards down the field, and, and
2: we, you, we've you we, like, like I still don't like. You're speaking Japanese, like. <laughs> Like, we have never done that. Just throw the ball up and maybe he'll be open and maybe he'll catch it. My skin is like, like you're making me uncomfortable. Like I don't, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Well, Beav, that concludes our show. Get us on out of here. Keep
0: joining us, keep following us, and support the Big Ten Backers. God bless.
1: Big Ten
0: Backers Podcast. Follow our sponsors at NIL Fanboat on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Also visit the website
1: NILFanboat.com. Oh, no Midwest goodbye today.